The City of Bloomington has held a hospital reuse committee since 2015. Over the years, this group has worked with the city on the redevelopment of the current IU Health Bloomington Hospital. This group is made up of about 30 community members who have been recently joined by the architecture and urban planning firm Skidmore Owen & Merrill, or SOM, whom the Bloomington Redevelopment Commission approved to create a master plan for the site. Community members both on the committee or not are being given the opportunity for community involvement with SOM's design process. The city purchased the 24-acre site from IU Health for $2.8 million in 2018. As part of the purchase agreement, the hospitals required to remediate the site, meaning any environmental or public health safety concerns on the site must test clean before the land is developed. At this time, the city hired the Urban Land Institute, a national consulting firm, according to a WTIU article. After consulting with residents in the area, the Urban Land Institute concluded that the community would like to see residential space developed. The city decided to use this land to develop affordable housing to help meet community goals for affordable housing, sustainability, and equity. However, Bloomington Deputy Mayor Mick Renison said only a portion of the property would be developed into affordable living. And that we certainly all recognize we have challenges of affordability in our community with housing ownership and rental. So we certainly think there's a place for that here. How much of that percentage of the space that will be used for that, I think we're not certain. And that's why we are starting with the public engagement and asking our experts, consultants that we've hired to help advise us. And of course, the market will ultimately say whether or not the plan that's devised is manageable or not. We're trying to make sure we involve people who are in that realm of understanding what the market will um, bear, if you will. So other things to think about are, you know, on this space, should there be commercial or retail? Uh, should there be, there's a big parking garage. We've already decided we want to keep that. So what goes around that parking garage? How do we best utilize that asset? And what makes sense in terms of a percentage of commercial and retail space in the area? Development doesn't have to be just structural or industrial. Portions of the land could be used for housing and similar purposes, but other portions could also be made into green space, such as pedestrian paths or gathering space. Renison said public spaces could play off of the existing public spaces surrounding the area. We've got some parks in the area that are nearby, the new Switchyard Park's within a half a mile. Building and Trades is across the street. The B-Line is actually adjacent to the property. Seminary Park's not far from there. So all those connections are going to be explored. And then what on the 24 acres it's, itself, what kind of green space and or public space should be there. Bloomington City residents are invited to actively participate in the redevelopment of the current hospital site planning process. The process is projected to unfold over one year. Community interaction will take place through a website that will be published on June 1st. Renison said the website is still currently under design, but he described the general concept. He said a focus group, consisting of some members from the 2018 Urban Land Institute process, stakeholders, and a few additional members, have been put together to assist SOM with the initial starting point of drafting conceptual plans. He said as the plans develop, the community will be able to interact and make suggestions on the website. Um, and then they'll start putting those on the website so that members of the community can interactively leave comments and look at the rendered options that appear um, as they change in real time over the course of the six to seven months that it'll take to finish the master planning process. So we think it's a really great way for people not to have to come to a public meeting. For one thing, you can't do that now anyway. Uh, so this interactivity feature 
we think allows for kind of maximum input. Renison said community members could also leave emails or call representatives from the planning firm. However, using the website, emails, or calls isn't the only way to get involved. On June 16th at 6 o'clock, a virtual Zoom meeting will be held to communicate ideas with the development team. Renison said a notice would be sent out to all residents who pay Bloomington Utilities, asking them how they would prefer to see community involvement. But how will SOM make sure that all of the community's voices are heard? Renison said they have a group specialized to public engagement. They have a group called the Core Planning Strategies that are their public engagement arm, and there's a couple of people associated with that firm that are specifically involved in the public engagement aspects. They have engineers and other folks that are helping them, uh, economic advisors that will all join the team at various segments along the planning process. But at this stage, mostly it's SOM leading with core planning, uh, initiating the public engagement. And of course, we have our own public engagement staff at the city, and we're all working closely with our hired consulting team on the project. The potential development, from affordable homes to green spaces with public art, lies in the hands of the community. Those whose voices are heard are the voices that will determine the outcome for the IU Health Bloomington Hospital site. One thing the city has decided is that they will keep the parking garage on the hospital site. However, the fate of the historical core building has yet to be determined. During the redevelopment process, the city must come to terms on what to do with the building. For the history of the building, we turn to Cade Young. Over two years ago, the Urban Land Institute partnered with the City of Bloomington to offer suggestions on land use planning and development for the new hospital site. The partnership consisted of a panel discussion during the week of April 8th through April 13th in 2018. Urban Land Institute, or ULI, was tasked with a number of questions from the city. Among them were, quote, Will the parking garage in the administration building benefit the future of the site? Should either or both of these structures be kept for reuse? End quote. Now the city already announced it will keep the parking garage, but the core administration building is still up in the air. According to ULI's panel report, the panel did research on the city and region, site visits, and interviews with more than 100 community members. The ULI Advisory Services panel report recommended, quote, Demolish the core administration building to free up the site for new development while enabling connectivity, end quote. The core administration building was named after former Bloomington Hospital President Roland Core. It is reportedly the oldest existing building on the property. In 2018, when news first broke that the city would acquire the hospital site, Mary Catherine Carmichael told the Indiana Daily Student that the building is not recognized as an historical landmark. However, she said the property does have some historical value. According to a Historic Preservation Commission meeting in June of last year, there was talk of developing guidelines for historical preservation for the core building. In the commission meeting packet, it read, quote, Chris Sturbaum noted that he asked Connor Hederick to start developing guidelines for historical designation for the core building, for the old hospital building. If they wait, there could be issues for historical designation in the future, end quote. The commission meeting packet went on to say that there are issues with the core building itself. It said upon demolition of the hospital, the core building will have no utilities connections as they were operated through the old hospital building. I reached out to Connor Hederick, Historic Preservation Program Manager. I wanted to talk to him about the future of the Roland Core Administration building. Hederick said he needs clearance from his boss before going on the record to the media about the city's future plans for the core building. 
He said it's a sensitive issue with the city. The city has yet to release any plans on whether they will demolish the historic site or preserve it. However, Hedrick said he would go on the record about historical background of the building. Here is that interview. Okay, so what is the historical significance of the core administrative building? The core administrative building, it wasn't the first hospital on the site, um, but it's, it's part of the evolution of the Bloomington Hospital site and you know, tied to the history of medicine and healthcare in the city. And it's the oldest surviving building from uh, the original hospital site as well. So um, you know, that's why it's significant historically. So you know, just a brief background, uh, the very first Bloomington Hospital um, was a two-story brick Italianate farmhouse. It was purchased by the uh, local council of women in 1905, um, and that served as you know, a hospital uh, for you know, approximately you know, about 10, 15 years. Um, and then after World War One, uh, they had to expand services. You had a lot of vets coming home and needed treatment. And they built a, a limestone building in 1919. Uh, that I believe it had about 30, 35 beds. And then World War II comes and goes, and we have GIs returning from World War II. And the same situation happens again. It's, we need to expand our hospital, our facilities, our, our care for our veterans and other things. And so that's when the, the core building was built, which is 1947. So it, it kind of falls into that pattern of... Um, local health care, and really the impact of, of war on, 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 on the American homeland. Uh, because the Clemson Hospital site, you know, itself, as we saw two times, evolved in response to needs caused by uh, America at war. So I, I think that's why it's, it's historically significant. Um, it's architecturally significant because it's one of the few examples of Art Deco uh, in the city. You know, it's a very dressed-down version of Art Deco, um, but there's certainly, you can see some of the elements of the style uh, with that kind of vertical vertical orientation of the um, front of the building facing Rogers, the entryway, and uh, some of the artistic motifs that are done there in the limestone uh, really, you know, cry Art Deco. So, um when I was in Bloomington for the first time, actually, and I happened to drive by this building, it immediately caught my eye as an art deco. Uh, there's not really a whole lot of examples in Bloomington of that. Another example I could think of is the Wicks building on the square, but um, there's not a whole lot else out there. So I think those are two pretty strong cases for architectural and, and historic significance building. Okay, so moving on from, from the historical significance, there was talk in June of last year about designating the property for historical preservation. Whatever happened with those discussions? So, um, uh, several members of the Historic Preservation Commission um, uh, were really interested in designating the building. Um, uh, they, you know, for really the above reasons, why uh, aforementioned reasons, believe it had value to the community historically, um, and uh, they were kind of met with a little bit of pushback from the, the city administration because the city didn't want to have any kind of obligation to keep the building. It, it, it turned out that it needed to be demolished. Um, nevertheless, the Historic Preservation Commission in December of 2019 um, actually did make a recommendation to the Common Council that the building be designated locally. 
as historic. And that's really all the Historic Preservation Commission can do. Once they make that recommendation and send that to the Common Council, then it's up to the Council to make that final determination of uh, whether or not designation will occur. So, yeah, so essentially when the Historic Preservation Commission um, you know, made a motion to forward this to Council, they really made an affirmation that it meets the criteria to be designated locally. And in that uh, motion, I believe they listed which criteria. I believe it was 1A and 2G. Um, and these are criteria we find in the city code in Title VIII. Um, and, you know, said this is historically significant. Um, and then they sent it on to, to the council. But the council has not yet uh, discussed this yet. So it's kind of in limbo. It's not designated yet. So um, all in all, the property is not recognized right now as a local landmark, although you did um, recommend it and it's kind of being debated upon is essentially the status of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not even being debated. It's, it's not going to be debated until it officially gets on a council agenda. Um, you know, the, who knows when that'll happen. It might have to take a council member to request that it be discussed. So legally speaking, if a property is designated as an historical landmark, can it be demolished? It can be demolished if it, re- it gets a certificate of appropriateness from the Historic Preservation Commission allowing demolition. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's properties that have been locally designated that are in local historic districts that get COAs for demolition every year. So it's not like once it's designated, it's impossible to demolish. It's just it has to get through the commission, and it's a lot more unlikely that that will be done. Well, um, do you have anything else to add about the historical significance of this property? I guess I just kind of want to reiterate that, you know, it is the oldest surviving uh, building from the original Bloomington Hospital site. Um, it, it does have historic significance um, as part of the development um, of the city, tied to the healthcare, history of healthcare and medicine in the city. So I, you know, would definitely like to to say for the record that it does have historic value. I fully support the adaptive reuse of historic buildings. It's part of the reasons why I got into the field. I, I, I think that this building uh, was built very well, very strongly, and it, it can certainly serve a, a new life and a new purpose and continue to serve the needs of the community in the future. For WFHB, I'm Sydney Foreman. And I'm Kate Young.